Warning, Tongue and Geek contains heavy spoilers. If you haven't read, watched, or played the content being reviewed this episode, know that we will definitely spoil major plot points. Also, this show isn't for kids. We use words like and and it would take too much time and effort to edit them all out. Please don't tell our moms. Lovely listeners, and welcome to Tongue in Geek, where two more white guys on the internet share their unsolicited opinions on all things geeky. I'm Isaac. I'm Tyler. And we're joined once again by our dear friend, Erica. Say hi, Erica. Hi, guys. Fantastic. Today, we're reviewing Sonic the Hedgehog 2, the 2022 sequel to Paramount Pictures' Sonic the Hedgehog, directed by Jeff Fowler. Written by Pat Casey, Josh Miller, and John Whittington, and starring Ben Schwartz, James Marston, Tika Sumter, Lee Majdub, Jim Carrey, and new to the cast, Colleen O'Shaughnessy. I'm sure I mispronounced that, but that's Tales it's Video O'Shaughnessy. 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 Tales video game actress since 2014, and Idris Elba as Knuckles. Uh, we covered a lot of the background for this movie in our last Sonic review, but I've got a couple points to bring up. Do you all have anything background-wise to share before we jump in? <laughs> no, not a thing. <laughs> I've got a few little ones. 2020, Sonic hits, big success. Everyone loved it. Uh, around April... The sequel was sort of uncertain due to the fact the pandemic was going on. Actors and directors and writers all expressed interest, but Paramount hadn't given like anything greenlit yet. The weirdest thing that happened, I think, was that Pat Casey said, not Jim Carrey himself, but Pat Casey, one of the writers, said that Carrey wanted to wear a fat suit to more closely resemble Eggman from the games, which, whew, that would have been interesting. Thankfully, that didn't happen. But by May 2020, the sequel was already announced. We got the second movie. It was going to be inspired by Sonic 2, Sonic 3, Sonic and Knuckles, the remainder of the original 2D games. And they announced that Sonic 3 and a Knuckles spinoff are already in development. So, you know, it was an immediate success, this franchise. Sonic 2 has already made $71 million domestic, which is like more than it's on its opening weekend than the first Sonic movie. The first Sonic movie made $58 million domestic on its opening weekend. This one's going to be an, be an even bigger success than the first one. That's really all the background I got. Let's just jump into the movie, huh? Yeah, there's really no reason to preamble. Nah. Um, there's really no reason to preamble. Should we do some synopsis, or do you all have like a point you want to jump in right out the gate? I mean... There's there's really no point in doing a, syn- a synopsis because like it's it's basically just your average MacGuffin quest, you know, magic thing. Bad guy wants magic thing for bad reasons. Good guys must stop bad guy from getting magic thing. Let's do a, um, let's do a quick little throw together. So opens up Robotnik's on the mushroom planet that he was abandoned at at the beginning of the or the end of the first movie. Uh, he throws together a contraption. And he's met by Knuckles and a group of human-looking characters that we don't really get any details on and never see again after this opening segment. Knuckles seems interested in Sonic's quill. He asks Robotnik where he got that, and Robotnik agrees to tell him in return for, you know, passage back to Earth. Meanwhile, on Earth, Sonic's trying to be a superhero. Uh, He's kind of doing terribly at it in a really bad attempt to stop a bank robbery. 
and he's told by Tom Wachowski that you need to, you know, wait for your moment. Your time will come to be a hero and all that. And his time does come when while Tom and Maddie are away from the house for their uh, or for Maddie's sister's wedding, Sonic and his dog is attacked by Robotnik and Knuckles. Uh, so that's the opening part. There's a few different segments in there that we could dive into. I think we should just open the pot up with a bang and uh, just go with reactions. <laughs> I fucking loved it. It was everything I wanted. It's everything I wanted in a Sonic movie. I'm so glad. It's it's so good. I, oh, I love it. Yes. And uh, Sonic's, Sonic fans seem to be mostly over the moon for it. Um, I enjoyed it, too. But something was happening to me <laughs> in the theater while we were watching this. I don't know what it I don't know what it was. I in the last pod, you know, we reviewed the first movie. I really liked the first movie. Mm-hmm. And I was hyped for this one. And I just went into this just hoping to watch a good Sonic sequel. And I got a very good Sonic sequel. But, like, something about this movie broke me. And <laughs> it took me a while to figure out why. Because, um, like I said, you know, the story itself is, you know, your your basic MacGuffin quest that you've seen in a million other things like this. Mm-hmm. And the character arcs are things you've seen before, of course. And I'm not saying that to knock it. That's just what it is. This movie is just f- fucking weird. Yeah. Um, it, it's so like it makes the first movie seem really, really quaint in comparison. And the first movie has its share of, you know, weirdness to it, too, mostly because of Jim Carrey. I kind of like disassociated a few times watching this movie. <laughs> and I don't know why. I didn't know why, at least. On the on the way back from the theater, I was talking with Erica and I'm like, God, that movie was fucking weird. And she's like, yeah, it was kind of weird, but I don't know why you're having such a strong reaction to it. And I'm like, I don't know why either. And I think I figured it out. In our last pod, when we went over our background with the franchise, I said, I have some hazy nostalgia for those original Sega games, and that's really it. My current interaction and knowledge of the franchise is all based around cringe memes and and inside jokes between us. So every point of reference I have for Sonic is 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 the goofy weird cringe shit so seeing this that translated on screen sincerely it it, it just it it was so weird to me i'm like that's 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 knuckles and that's tails and they're in a blockbuster movie in 2022 and they're they're having dance battles and (laughs) (laughs) and jim carrey's even more unhinged than ever and is this is this a thing? Is it happening? And I'm still kind of wrapping my head around. So it, it was like the cringe and the absurdity blending together with sincerity and heart that like started messing with your head, right? Yes, because baby, that's Sonic. I baby, know that's, that's Sonic. Sonic. Welcome to the fandom, my brother. And that's it's, what it's just Sonic's kind of, like. <laughs> and it's just kind of blowing my mind that this is a huge successful franchise now. Mm-hmm. When like. It it I it like feels like in my bones that if a successful Sonic franchise was going to happen, it should have happened twenty five years ago. <laughs> I feel like we I feel like we should have saw this movie in nineteen ninety five together, mm-hmm. but it's twenty twenty two. So I'm just like the fact that a, a video game slash comic slash whatever the hell else Sonic is franchise with such a, a presence online as having like a really cringy side of the fan base, really a lot of bad games and just being like 
a, a, a center of meme culture. The fact that that franchise is what's legitimizing video game adaptations in the film. Yeah. I, I never would have guessed that that would that Sonic would be it in my life. Sonic the Hedgehog, like, arguably the most controversial video game series in existence, is leading the charge of good video game <laughs> film adaptations. And it's <laughs> buck wild and I fucking love it. It's not Mario. It's not oh, Final Fantasy or, or Metroid or Resident Evil, even though a lot of those movies were hits. They they, they weren't the games. Mm-hmm. It's it's Sonic. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, like I'm here for the ride. I'm all about it. Erica, what's your initial thoughts? Um, so here's what I was psyched about going in. You know how there's a blue one? Yeah. There is also, in fact, a red one. Yeah. And a yellow one. <laughs> yes. So all so the primary about- colors. Yeah. Kindergarten so- all over. <laughs> <laughs> that was about all the knowledge I had going in, and that was enough to, to make me stoked to see it. And did it live up to your primary color? It did. It did. I didn't expect to like having, I wasn't like sure because it's like, I, I'm a big fan of like, don't have a sequel unless you need to have a sequel, which obviously with the Sonic fandom and the amount of things that Sonic does, they need a sequel. Yeah. But I'm always hesitant to like change the dynamic. Like mm-hmm. when we start throwing people in, like Isaac knows how I've been like, oh man, really hope the Wachowskis don't just have a kid. Don't just have a baby. Yeah. Don't just throw somebody else here into the mix. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't really sure like what I would think. I had a good idea that I was going to like Tails, aka Tolls. Um, <laughs> but Knuckles, like I I don't know why, but my brain just kept blocking out that it was going to be Idris Elba. Uh-huh. And so just even though I knew it like on a factual level, the emotional like impact of it of it being Idris Elba just oof. I just want I, I wasn't prepared. Oh. I was excited, but I wasn't prepared to like it as much as I did. Yeah, I want to gush about Knuckles here. Let's just go ahead. <laughs> yes, let's gush because way. Knuckles has always been my favorite um just because he's the cool red guy. Knuckles and I like cool red guys. Yeah, and Knuckles he's is amazing here. He is the highlight of the film. I would argue funnier than Carrie in this one. Like if Carrie carried the yeah. first film, Knuckles carries the second one. He is just yeah. There's sort of a a running criticism in the Sonic fandom that Knuckles as a character throughout the games and the comics and the shows and stuff has been getting progressively stupider. He's becoming more and more of a himbo. And that's valid. They're certainly pushing more of the stupid angle. But like he was always kind of an idiot. And I don't know how people forget that. Like not like a total moron, but he was always very naive and gullible. Like he was totally focused on only being like a guardian of the master Emerald and being like a warrior and stuff like that. And anything that fell outside of that, he was completely oblivious about. So I think they fucking nailed his personality in this one. He is just this hopper focused warrior archetype of being like, I will fight the blue hedgehog and no matter what. And he knows nothing about anything else that doesn't involve fighting. And it's so good. I love the way he just exclaims, dishonor, betrayal. (laughs) (laughs) And he's so cute. Adorable. He's very cutely designed. Like I knew I was really going to like him when he was like on the side of that mountain climbing up. Mm hmm. And Robotnik's drones were there, and he was, like, trying to give Robotnik the business, and he's, I will destroy your measly weapons. Oh, the stairs. And he just starts <laughs> yeah. walking up them. Yeah. 
he, he's got a constant scowl on his face, but it's more like a grumpy mm. one than an intimidating one. It's it's perfect. I wish I could just quote all of Knuckles' great quotes, but I haven't memorized them because I've only seen the movie once so far. <laughs> so I, I would just butcher them. But him reading text messages verbatim, yeah. um, <laughs> just <laughs> dot, consistently dot, reading dot, the ellipsis dot, as dot dot yeah. dot, <laughs> like dot, dot yeah. I think that something that I like about Knuckles, you know, that being voiced by Idris Elba, I think Idris Elba's voice, like just his tone, the way he delivers his lines, like it being him specifically, I feel like it really helps Knuckles because I feel like there's a line between like it being really funny and and ludicrous and like it trying too hard yeah and it doesn't it doesn't do that like i'm just saying like if you think about how knuckles like if knuckles was voiced by somebody else and they had more of like that angry bird style humor where it's like ha you're supposed to see the joke isn't it so funny <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. like but with knuckles the voice acting you're not like huh you, you're not reminded like yeah i'm watching a movie and like he doesn't know what ice cream is like, <laughs> his kids like ice cream <laughs> like you're not just constantly being like rolling your eyes and being like "Ugh." he's the exact and, opposite of carrie and as robotnik mm-hmm. Ro- carrie as robotnik yeah. is as over the top as he can get exactly. even more unhinged in this one than in the first oh, he, he's like mm-hmm. gone off the bench. he's a crazy. fucking yeah. looney tune and yeah. knuckles is so straight laced he's absurd like he is the t- perfect straight man to the point of it being absolutely ridiculous yeah and that was one of the points where i kind of disassociated because i'm like <laughs> toward the end where they're in that temple which i'm sure is a reference or a level to the game that i didn't understand eh, it's but... more of a reference to raiders of the lost ark i think but like I'm like okay, there's there's Jim Carrey, one of the comedic talents of the past fifty years, you know, one of the biggest stars like since the the nineties, just completely immersing himself in this character of Eggman, next to a faithfully three C- D CGI rendered Knuckles, voiced by Idris Elba, one of the most beloved and respected actors today. I'm like, what the hell is happening? Yeah, in perhaps <laughs> in perhaps Jim Carrey's final role <laughs> Sonic yeah, the Hedgehog 2 may be Jim Carrey's coup de grace <laughs> <laughs> he did announce he was thinking about retiring he didn't say that Sonic would be his last movie he just said like he's thinking of, he's thinking about packing it up soon. that is just bonkers to me that the last appearance of Jim Carrey in film could be Sonic the Hedgehog 2 as Dr. Robotnik it's it's so perfectly baffling I love it I hope he's not in anything else because it'd be the ultimate gag yes it's the ultimate joke oh yeah i hate the rain on the parade but filmmakers and actors say like oh i'm i'm this i'm done i'm out so yeah. much and then it's just bullshit they always get pulled back in so mm-hmm. who knows who maybe knows? for the right paycheck if if he makes more for sonic 3 than the first two he'll probably be back <laughs> anything else about robotnik and knuckles i just, i like their dynamic What's great about Carrie is that everybody plays well off of interacting with with the CGI characters in the movie. So I'm not I'm not I don't want to knock anybody and say that they're not convincing. Mm-hmm. But like I, I just because Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey, I completely buy that he absolutely obsessively hates Sonic <laughs> and that at no point is he not interacting with this, you know, bipedal alien echidna. His you know, like, <laughs> his mannerisms are already so so elaborately cartoonish in everything he's in 
Well, I mean, in all of his comedy stuff, that like you can totally believe he's in a cartoon with these characters. Like it's not yes. ill-fitting for him to be besides a CGI echidna, you know, throwing around quips and fucking flossing. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> they I mean, flossed he's again. <laughs> In 2022, in two years worse. (laughs) Flossing was like instantly dated when it became popular. It was already wildly out of date in 2020. (laughs) Yeah, it was already on its way out when the first movie referenced it. Oh my god, it's insane, and I love it. It's yeah, yeah. Landing, I don't. I mean, we we gushed about Jim Carrey's Robotnik in the first one in our Mm -hmm. last pod, but like, I don't think we can overstate how much of a get he was for the role because like he's been known as like the human cartoon absolutely for his entire career and like i honestly don't think anybody could could do robotnik in a as convincing a way as jim carrey can like i don't think the character or the movies themselves would work as well if they got somebody else it would have been a very different interpretation yeah like they need somebody with the, the the inhuman level of energy that Jim Carrey brings brings to his roles. Well, what I liked about like Carrey specifically is like obviously, like you said, he's he's like super over the top in this one. But they also still have like little small throwaway lines that are just like him being so crazy. Like when he's so excited to get the coffee, the latte from Agent Stone. Oh, yes. And he drinks it and he's like, could he use some mushroom? <laughs> and it's like that line when the whole opening sequence is him making an only mushroom coffee drink he can't stand <laughs> is just, that's just pure Jim Carrey. And that's again, just like these little jabs mm-hmm. that's not anywhere near him, you know, being possessed by an emerald and everything else crazy he's about to get up to that I just really love. Oh. There's no like, there's no like boat in the water because <laughs> that is untoppable by him, but yeah. it's so very, very rich. Yes. Um, I'm glad you brought up stone though, because if there was any question mm. in the first film that these two are gay, it is completely thrown out the window in this one. They are unquestionably in a, like a very toxic Dom sub gay relationship. Fucking Agent yeah, Stone. It, there's, there's no getting around it. Agent Stone <laughs> makes a latte with his and Robotnik's faces in it with hearts between them. There is no getting around that these two are gay. <laughs> the customer that just like looks at the latte with Robotnik's face in it and just like angrily stirs it like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, I will say Stone was a little... And this is one of my criticisms of the film as uh, a whole... A lot of the characters from the first movie were sidelined to focus on characters from the games. Mm. So Agent Stone takes a backseat. Both the Wachowskis, Tom and Maddie, take a backseat. Her sister actually gets a more, or Maddie's sister actually gets a more prominent role in this one, but it's in like a completely side plot that feels like another movie. It's fun and it's good, but it totally just feels like. Are we still watching Sonic? Like, like you, like you have to take a moment. And you're like, are we still watching a Sonic movie? We're in like a a wedding scene farce now. So they they kind of get sidelined throughout the movie uh, for better and worse because you know the focus here is much more on the Sonic characters themselves and the MacGuffin quest to you know get the Master Emerald and everything. But uh, I I definitely missed the back and forth between Sonic and Tom from the first movie and just the general charm that Marsden and Tika Sumter like bring to the screen because there was just less of them on the screen. Uh, you're about the only one who has that opinion because um, everybody else is like, although they mostly like the human characters, like 
thank God that they were pushed to the side so they could make so they could give all the game characters. No, no, no. Know, no don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm yeah, very that's... happy that this movie is more focused on the games. It's what I wanted from the first movie, and I'm glad that it's focused on here. But now that we have them, I I was kind of sad to see them pushed aside. I think it does a good job of utilizing them well. Um, even though they have less screen time, like I really like how uh, Maddie and her sister just kind of get a moment of their of their own. Yeah, it was like just, my just favorite. Like yeah. Getting involved in the action and you know being badasses that that was fun. Yeah. If only Godzilla twenty fourteen could have taken a note from this. <laughs> if only you could only you could tie it into something completely unrelated. Oh boy! When I get the all monster cut of that movie, there is an all monster cut. Just take yeah all the, the human parts out, and Godzilla. there's eight minutes of monsters. Yeah, the majority eight of, the movie. of Godzilla. I I would have paid a ticket and watched the shit out of you know paid for a ticket and watched the shit out of an eight minute all monsters the hu- the humans oh god they drag uh, well uh, bloody disgusting hasn't uh published my monsterverse retrospective yet so oh really oh so that's still common yes yeah, so that, that's a plug baby yeah i'm plugging yeah this podcast that two of you listen to i write for a legitimate <laughs> media website <laughs> two, two people internet. listen to this podcast and they're both on this podcast <laughs> No, we have like a fan and a half outside of this we've podcast. Got, we've got three or four. Yeah. We but, don't know if they're constant listeners, but uh, it's enough. Yeah, it's good enough. Tails. Let's talk about Tails. So Tails is the only one voiced by their video game VA, and I got mixed feelings about it. I'm very, very happy to see the video game actress actually getting like a role in a big time movie. And they do good. Like they do Tails justice. It sounds like Tails because they are Tails, but like. It's almost jarring the performance of Tails against like yes. Ben Schwartz's Sonic yeah, and Idris Elba's too. Knuckles. <laughs> like Tails feels very much like a genuine what I would see if I were watching like a Sonic cartoon or playing the games. Like it feels right for Tails, but I'm not sure if it feels right for this franchise. And I don't know if that speaks ill of like Ben Schwartz's Sonic and it like Idris Elba's Knuckles, or if that speaks ill of, you know, adapting video game voice actors to film. Because just there's a difference in the performance. And I don't know how to put it into words. It's just Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's a little less over the top and enthusiastic as the others, and a little more like down to earth and genuine. And it just it never there's not like a Tails line that has any punch to it. Yeah, it's it's kind of a double edged sword. Um, and I, I hate that it's a double edged sword because anytime there's um a reboot of something like this or an adaptation, mm-hmm. you know, all the fans ever say is how come they couldn't just cast the people who did it before? And they finally did it, they finally paid respect to the voice cast from the games, but it kinda has this weird disconnect when you actually watch it. I guess it's because her voice performance just it's more overtly cartoony mm-hmm. than Idris Elba and uh, Ben Schwartz. It's it's like you said, it's what you would expect to hear in a video game or a cartoon. It's that that overly like put on. Ah, gee golly, I'm an animated character. Yeah, that kinda. real saturine sort of feeling. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time, though, it's not. It's like Isaac said. It's not like he can start doing it differently. Yeah. He's locked in. He's, yeah. That's geez. tails. That's what tails yeah. sounds like. And but, it's but a good t- performance in and of itself. But Tails is in fact a man. Yes, Tails is, a, is, is a boy man. Yes, man. I don't know. Where his age. He identifies as, as a he's male. He's a little fox boy. I believe. 
Yes, which is why I said he, uh, rather <laughs> than the voice actress, which is one she. One of those tails yeah. is a penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that puts yeah. the fireplace scene into a different <laughs> Imagine the criticism if he'd done it any different. If she, playing he, had been done any differently. Right. Yeah. Like, like, they they were stuck. And it's, it's it's not it's not like movie breaking or anything. There is just a little bit of a disconnect. Mm-hmm. It's it's a good between performance. The three. It's tales. Yeah. It's the tales I know and the tales I recognize. But it's just it's it's different. It's a different performance than the other like CGI animal characters here, and you can feel that difference. And mm-hmm. it's it's not good or bad. It's just it's a it's a bit jarring, and it pulls you out of the like oh there's tales on screen. You're realizing that like oh. These people are being voiced, you know, these characters are being voiced by people. Yeah, because it's a, it's a, <laughs> it sounds harsh, but it's a less human performance. By less human, I mean, like I, like I said, not to like, just keep repeating myself, but it's, it's that over the top kind of voice that she found, she found for the character that mm-hmm. with, with Ben Schwartz and Idris Elba, like there's, there's more, what's the word, human nuance to their performance. Whereas Tails feel complete, com- feels completely alien, you know? Now, that being said, Tails is cute as fuck. Tails is oh, adorable. Yeah, adorable. adorable. Yeah. The design is perfect. His little, like, nervous energy he brings is cute as hell. The whole scene where he and Sonic cuddle up by a fireplace in Siberia after having a weird-ass dance battle with Siberians <laughs> is just... <laughs> to Uptown Funk! To Uptown Funk! <laughs> a movie that had a movie, a song that hasn't been relevant in how long now? Uh, maybe five, six years, at least. <laughs> I'm like, why? Like... I noticed something. There's a lot of random needle drops in yeah. this movie. Yeah. And they kept picking songs that had lyrics that weren't appropriate for a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. So like, and I'm, and I'm into intimately familiar with all of these songs yes. and I'm just, and I, and I could tell immediately where they're chopped up and I'm like, this is so jarring. Why did they do this? <laughs> <laughs> like in the finale, when Robotnik's in it, is it called the death egg? Is that what it's called? The Death Egg robot. The Death, the Death Egg, Egg itself robot. was like a Death Star ripoff, but we didn't actually get that. We just got the robot. Anyway, during that, uh, Eggman's like, uh, put on the playlist or whatever, and Walk by Pantera starts <laughs> playing, which is which is a heavy, like dark, <laughs> violent song. And they don't they cut it off before they get to the lyrics, which really disappointed me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, because I was getting into it. I'm like, oh, this this is kind of like ironically badass like which is and i'm like hell yeah like using walk by pantera and sonic that's another part that broke me and i disassociated i'm like okay this is happening which fucking pantera in a sonic movie as as wild as that is and as much as i love it that's kind of the reason i want so bad for them to use crush 40 like the band that was doing all of the songs for sonic for like years there whenever he's transitioned to 3d because they've got this butt rock feel that would just be so perfect for these films <laughs> it's like ah i want it so bad just bring i don't know i think that in. might be a bridge too far for more casual no viewers. just give it to us give us that butt rock of like follow me set me free and live and learn and just all yeah, of that just shit. Be a, 
bit too corny. I think it, I think I got to I play lost me if they did that. They've got to play Live and Learn in Sonic Three. I want it so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe they'll get cockier as the series progresses. Like Please. the first one, as well executed as it was, you know, you can tell it was a studio noted movie. It was a safer film. It was a safer movie. This one, you can tell because it made money. They're like, okay, you guys can get a little freaky with it, and yeah. they did. So maybe by the third one, they'll just be like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> whatever the hell they want. We can't lose. I really, really hope so. Erica, you have any thoughts on Tails? I wasn't sure if I was going to like Tails just because, like I said, he's so, like, he's very much like the, wow, this is, like, for kids, just like with the ice cream thing. The G-Gaga um, gosh. Yeah, yeah, thing. exactly. Like, the, he's so wholesome and cute or whatever, and, like, yeah. he's great. And I was like, okay, like, I mean, I'm excited for Tails, but I don't know if I'm going to like him. And then he, like, drops the line, like, ha, huh, I know you like bubble baths the most, like, because I've been stalking you. <laughs> That's- and I was like, oh, okay, like, sold. I, I'm really impressed we went there. So, yeah, that's something we need to bring up. I, I actually don't know if in the original games there's actually a scene where we see Sonic and Tails meet. I think that they hmm. just have... I think it's just in like the booklet for Sonic 2 that like Sonic befriended Tails and like gave him his nickname of Tails... I think the fact that it feels so underdeveloped here, their friendship, is also just a fact that, yeah, it's kind of underdeveloped in the games, too. Because, like, Tails just comes in out of nowhere, and he's, like, this huge Sonic fanboy. He's like, I've been watching you from a distant planet across the galaxy, and, like, I know that you love bubble baths and everything. And Sonic, at first, there's not even really a moment where Sonic's too weirded out by it. He was, like, freaking out whenever Knuckles is attacking just because, you know, he's in the middle of a fight. But, like, later, he's just like, yeah, okay, we can be best friends. I know you've been stalking me, but, yeah, it's cool. It's fine. I I, it, I can't really say it's better or worse than the games, because, like I said, I don't know if there's actually a moment in the games that, like, explains how they met, aside from just that little, like, bit in the booklet. Honestly, I can't even, like, they meet, they become friends, and, like, I don't, I mean, I guess you could call it underdeveloped, because, I, I mean, I guess it is. But I mean, I don't, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) It's cute. It's fun. Let's just keep moving. (laughs) I just like you with this movie, you either roll with it or you don't. And and it was pretty well established early in the first movie that Sonic is desperate for any friendship connections he can make. So, of course, the first like other animal alien thing that he comes across that shows any interest in being his friend, he's going to be like, yeah, we're best bros now. There is one thing I'm a little confused slash disappointed in, though. Okay. Um, maybe maybe I missed some of the exposition, which there's actually not as much heavy exposition as I would have expected. Eh, there's parts. Um, there's much reference made by Tails and Knuckles about, like, how Sonic was this kind of known figure. Eh. How? When he was, a ch- like, he was a child when he left wherever the hell he came from. Yeah. Um, we're forgetting the most famous child, Harry Potter. That's true. Hello? <laughs> Stop tying it into <laughs> things that don't make sense. I think, like, the fact that he was, like, so young makes it even, like, more of a myth that they would talk about. Yeah. Tyler, don't get mad at Erica for making random pop culture <laughs> references. <laughs> this movie makes a bunch yes. of random pop culture <laughs> like, references. She's just like, being you true t- to it. 
Yeah. You're saying that like people aren't going to be like, oh man, and Sonic, that little child escaped and that's cooler than him as a grown adult escaping. Harry no. Potter defeated Voldemort when he was a baby. No, like that's way cooler. <laughs> I'm, I'm not one to like nitpick that kind of stuff, but like it, it just seems like we should have had more exposition like as to like we how this conflict in that world worked before like yeah before this point in time what happened is we get exposition about like the echidnas and the Mm -hmm. owls so long claw and it's very weird because in the first movie the little bits that we get off earth seems to imply that like that initial scene where like sonic and long claw are attacked by the echidnas it's like they're after sonic and sonic's power but in this movie, it's not about Sonic at all with the backstory. It's like the fact that Sonic's super fast and has this weird power is almost inconsequential. It's never explained why Sonic's super fast. And it doesn't really need to be, but like it, it's it just changes it to, oh, no, they were after Longclaw in the first place. You know, they were after Longclaw yeah. because the echidnas and the owls have this long, long rivalry over the Master Emerald and blah, 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 blah. There's no explanation as to where Sonic fits into this whole lore. He was just sort of randomly adopted by Longclaw. Yeah, and and the the movie goes about it like he was this known figure, this known person. Yeah. And, like, it, it almost seems like they cut corners with storytelling just so they could adhere as much to like the, the the game fan service as they could which i mean i mean that's what fans want they want the fan service they want some, they want a movie to resemble the game damn it but like it kind of seems like they just kind of like they'll get it you know they don't need they don't need the backstory because they just want it to feel like oh yeah this is how it was in the games and now it's in the movie so it's cool which to an extent that's correct like it but it, it, it would have been nice to be like, why? Yeah, like, like, and then people like people dump on movies like using exposition, but like I think that's kind of a, a bad faith critique because exposition is not a bad word. Exposition just means information in a story, you yeah. know. Like, there's good ways to do it and there's bad ways to do it, but like I do think the movie could have benefited with just a bit more exposition. This is. I think this film has more flaws than the first from a storytelling perspective. I I just think that it takes bigger risks and they pay off better. Like, I like this movie better than the first one because, like, even though the first one is a more competent story, it's too safe. Whereas this Mm -hmm. one is, like, off the rails. We're going Sonic, baby, and it feels right. Yeah, yeah. The the first one is... A better movie because it's a more traditional story. Like it's as good as a safe Hollywood adaptation of Sonic can be. And Sonic Two is like it's a Sonic. You know movie. what? We're gonna it's give Sonic. you it's a Sonic movie. You know, general <laughs> audiences might not be ready for it, but it's Sonic, baby. This is what we're doing. Getting was, fucking I, weird with it. And I, I knew, I knew this movie would make money. Yeah, but like. When we went to our showing, I'm like, the theater was packed. Oh, yeah. I, I haven't, since the pandemic has started to die down a little bit, like, I haven't been to a theater showing that was this packed. And I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. It, this is nuts. And all ages, closest. too. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Little I kids, think grown closest. adults. And they all, they all seemed into it. Sorry, yeah. I interrupted you, Erica. 
Oh, no, that's okay. I was just going to say, I think the closest, like, to a packed theater that Tyler and I had seen was, like, Quiet Place 2, Mm -hmm. because that got so delayed by the pandemic, and in some ways, it coming out again was like a, you know, it's like, yes, you can finally go to the theater. You can finally see Quiet Place 2. So that was pretty packed, but yeah, like, Sonic, absolutely so many kids, but also so many adults. And it was just like the, she- I was thinking to myself, I'm like, man, it's been a while since I've been in a building with like this sheer amount of people. And like, <laughs> I've, I've been to like bars and clubs and stuff again. And it's just like, no, but the sheer amount of people in this one <laughs> Sonic theater, I feel like is more of that. Yeah. It's been a while I've since had. I've been in a fire hazard before. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll let me to get more erudite. Yeah. If, if, if you will. Of course. Um, what imp- uh, Wax philosophic about-, about Sonic the Hedgehog 2, please. <laughs> something that impressed me about this movie is that it's, from a filmmaking perspective, from a technical perspective, it's far more impressive than the first one. Oh, yeah. Um, the animation on the characters, of course, is better, but the cinematography mm-hmm. is also better. Um, the first movie kind of just looks like an, an Amazon commercial, you know? It's just, it's very clean. There's not a lot of contrast. It's very kind of just bright and flat yeah it's not ugly but it's just kind of generic there yeah this one it, it still kind of has that you know modern blockbuster kind of look to it but there's more there's more use of like shadow and color shadow and texture and darkness. funny you mentioned shadow <laughs> i'm foreshadowing with my use of the word shadow <laughs> It's um yeah it's it's a better looking movie from top to bottom um and the action is really kind of took me by surprise really good the f- yeah the first one had good action this one has like surprising like moments of badassery yeah like that <laughs> you see it in the trailer but I kind of I actually didn't quite catch what was happening the, the the first Sonic and Knuckles fight yeah when like he has that like energy in his hand I thought it was just like Sonic's energy that he had. I didn't realize that that was actually Sonic in his ball form. Yeah, that's Sonic. That he had stopped midair. Yeah. And, and I was like, I'm like, that's fucking kind of badass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then and their big showdown in the temple um, when they're going at it. Oh, and Sonic does that awesome game attack where he's just like spinning and slamming into Knuckles. Yeah, he just goes like, like straight the down. Temple stairs. Bashing him down into the ground. It's so cool. Such that a good was, shot. I'm like, I'm like, that's freaking awesome. Yeah. And then like spoilers but this is a spoiler podcast so i don't need to say it when you go supersonic at the end hell yes (laughs) oh my god (laughs) i knew it was gonna happen and but like and even though i was watching this movie the whole time i was just like this is so silly i'm having fun but this is just this is some nerd shit but when he went supersonic i was like I honestly was like, "Huh, oh, that's that's pretty fucking cool." That was <laughs> like, fucking awesome. I, I, I kind of got, I kind of got chills, and I'm not a big Sonic fan, it and I still got chills. Amazing when he Supersonic. Supersonic! Oh, the glow, the way his spikes moved up—it was perfect. A perfect adaptation of the Sonic look, the Supersonic look. Oh, and just the, and just the way he takes out the the Eggman robot, just flies through it. Exp- Explosions all over the place. He goes around the head so fast it saws off. He just <laughs> beats the shit out of Eggman. God damn it, yes! Oh! <laughs> Super Sonic like, made me cream! <laughs> Which is another oh, Sonic man. character. <laughs> 
Cream? There's a Sonic character Cream named Cream? Cream the Rabbit, who is a oh, little girl. God. Unfortunately. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Unfortunate naming there. Um, what else? There was another kind of visual moment I wanted. Oh, when he was running across the ocean. Yes. And the water gets more like choppy and violent because he's getting closer to the, the temple. Yeah, he could, they could have like, just made that him running across the ocean, just like a quick shot of like, oh man, Sonic can run on water. But they do a whole thing where he's like going over tidal waves and everything. It's Yeah, it's 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 genuinely like really cool. Like that they take the time as as goofy as this movie gets. The, the moments that it's like that it takes to, you know, give him serious like moments of like power and growth and like stuff like that. They're effective. They're really cool. Mm-hmm. Like seeing him like meet his potential and like face his insecurities and that moment where he kind of like jumps over both waves as like a lightning striking like in the sky. Yeah. I'm like, man, they went all out on the visuals in this one. He's got a pretty generic arc here where he's like, you know, he's wanting to be a hero and he's learning to accept more responsibility and learning that it's not all about taking on thrills. It's more about accepting, you know, responsibility for others and things like that and growing up. Um, It's a generic hero story, but damn it, it works. Because, yeah. you know, he, he's a fun-loving, fast-talking character, and you like to see that kind of character mature a little bit by the end of the film. Mm-hmm. With great power comes great responsibility, mm-hmm. even even for Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> you mentioned when we left, like, there was even more moments in this movie where I was just saying, just run! Just run! You could yes. run! Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, and if it wasn't so many times in the film... It wouldn't have been a big deal, but, like, there are so... In the first movie, you can say that, like, oh, Sonic's not going fast because he's, you know, with Tom Wachowski right now. He can't, like, you know, leave Tom behind or whatever. In this one, him, Tails, and Knuckles are all super fast. Sonic's the fastest by far, but, like, they're all super fast. And there's multiple moments where, like... Problems could have been solved by Sonic just moving faster. <laughs> like the whole. Yeah. Let's talk about that dance scene <laughs> real quick, because the whole reason they have a dance off is that they're in this like Siberian tavern looking for the Master Emerald. And like Tails has this little communicator that he invented himself and it misfires or something. And, you know, there's some miscommunication that pisses off all the Siberians. And in order to get out of it, they have to have a dance off. And instead of just like grabbing their map to the Master Emerald and leaving, which Sonic could have easily <laughs> done. As, like in the first movie, there's a whole scene where Sonic moves so fast that like Tom comes to a complete stop. He could have easily just done it and left. But like instead of doing that, they have this whole weird, awkward dance battle with a bunch of like this shirtless Siberian dude who has a tattoo of himself on his <laughs> chest, which I that fucking killed me. He just rips his shirt off and he's like doing a T-pose and the, the, the tattoo's doing a T-pose. <laughs> oh, I, it's and, just so weird. And like, there's multiple moments throughout the film where it's like, Sonic, you're the fastest thing alive. Just run faster. <laughs> and it's, it's weird because as much as that dance off didn't need to happen. It's, so um, it's, it still kind of sets up things that pay off later, like the the the, the tails holograms. Uh huh. But I'm like, it's like you guys, you you didn't you realize that you could, but you didn't stop to think that you should. Like, <laughs> I just like see them in the writers' room, like, and they're in fucking Siberia, and like they uh, they freak out the people, and like they're gonna get thrown into the fire, but like 
they, there's like a miscommunication and they have to have a dance battle <laughs> to leave. And like, there's going to be the holograms and that's going to tie in later. Like at, at one point, did any of the writers be like, yeah, but why can't they just grab the map and run out real quick? <laughs> like, no, no. Like that's too easy. We because have to make it Sonic weirder. baby. It's Sonic baby. <laughs> What's a really cool hip song that they could dance to? Uh, let me look at my 2015 playlist. <laughs> Uptown funk. My- <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so fucking fun. I love it. Oh, like, uh, I, it's, it's an overused joke to be like, these creators were on drugs when they made this. But like, yeah, I can't wonder. imagine that there was sobriety in the, in the pre-production of this movie. Like, no way in hell. <sighs> Any cool action moments for me, Erica? I really felt like this isn't really a cool action moment, but I was really waiting for like Gangster's Paradise to come on. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like back to the yeah, first trailer. <laughs> like, yeah, like everybody, like you guys were both saying, like there's a lot of needle drops. And I was just like, okay, so I'm full, like, it's coming. Like <laughs> um, and I supersonic. That's when gangsters paradise drops. Right. Like I know, like I was kind of uh, hard. Me was thinking like going to happen at the end. Like, <laughs> it's like, you can't have this because like, like you said, why, why, why the song choices for a lot of this, but Not any of the song um, choices. I did really like the action scene um, of like, I didn't really realize it until talking with Isaac afterwards, but, like, saw the, the chase scene in the beginning with, um you know, the initial one with Sonic and Knuckles, um, when Sonic is home alone, he's driving through the house with a lawnmower. Yes. And then later when Robotnik catches up with them, because obviously Robotnik can't go fast, uh, <laughs> he's riding a lawnmower. <laughs> And it was only afterwards, like talking with Isaac, that I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's the lawnmower. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there were just a lot of little things that made that um, first scene like so good. And then, like Tyler was saying, when he didn't realize that was Sonic in ball form, neither did I. So when that was happening, I again, I don't have any context of Knuckles outside of one internet video I like. The main canon, you yeah, mean? The yeah. film cow canon? <laughs> yeah, the film cow canon, which is obviously, you know, not going to be representative of... I mean, Mac that's not, not representative that's of not Knuckles. Knuckles. Yeah, that's Knack. Yeah. an original so, character. Exactly, the two separate entities, but... <laughs> Like I, so I had no idea how strong Knuckles was. So to just see, and I'm just like, Ooh, no, like I'm embarrassed for Sonic. Like this is the best he can do. And he thinks he's great. And like, look, you're just a puny little ball. Like, no. (laughs) So everything about like that first scene, like I just, I love it so much. And I was very stressed with the house blown open that the dog, Ozzy. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Was going to leave. So I appreciate in the end them showing us that Ozzy is in fact fine. He's, he's he still around. Yeah, he's still chilling. He was okay. I assume that like um I assume that Donut Lord's like assistant cop Wade? Wayne? Wayne. Wade. Wade. Yeah, I assume Wade found him and took care of him, so it was all good. So yeah, it was all about that first scene for me. It was so good. I'm glad you brought up the house scene where Sonic's having a party because like this is such a on top of being very funny and having some really great action, this movie's just so damn cute too like his whole little scene where he's home alone and he's just trashing the house is like (laughs) it's not terribly 
hilarious, but it's just so fun and cute to watch Sonic, like, he switches up all of his hairstyles with, like, his quills and everything, and then he does the same thing to the dog, and then he, like, takes uses one of his rings to take some Oreos from, like, a grocery store and then mm-hmm. leave, like, a dollar or, like, a hundred dollar bill out there. Yes, like, I think it actually was a lot of money upon further reflection. Yeah, it, it's like, there's so many cute little moments here. The scene in front of the fireplace after the dance battle where Sonic is like, You're my, you can be my buddy, Tails, we're, ba- we're pals. And like they just cuddle up next to the fireplace and Tails puts his tails over Sonic. It's just God, there's so many cute little moments where you're just like, oh, these little animal critters are getting along well. It's adorable. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's like the first one. It's cute and heartfelt without being like too, you know, like, ugh. It, it, it has its, you know, cheesy family movie kind of quotes that you've heard a thousand times. Like Mm -hmm. family is the thing that matters most, you know, that kind of stuff. The click message. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it's 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 still got the heart, which really helps with the insanity, especially for me. <laughs> like, because I, I, I needed something to latch on to. It's a grounding when, point. Yeah. I like <laughs> my heart. Generally, my heart generally kind of just went oh when <laughs> Knuckles realizes that Eggman was betraying him. Yeah. He's like, well, I thought we were friends, and I'm like, oh, you poor it little hurt. baby. <laughs> I thought we were friends and then Robotnik just rubs it in his face like friends are vulnerable and care for each other and I'm not that and he just fucking leaves him there to die and I was like oh man poor little guy because it's just Elba delivers that line so sincerely yes it hurts it's like Knuckles no and then he has a very cute moment with Sonic after they save each other's lives like knuckle, like they have like a little sand fight on the beach. Like Sonic throws some sand at him, and Knuckles just dumps a huge giant like, fucking <laughs> yeah. And the, Knuckles is like, "I don't know why you saved me, but, it, but there must be some tactical advantage." And Sonic's like, "No, I just couldn't leave you there to die." And like you see Knuckles being like, "Oh, you're a good guy after all." Like yeah, they really do a surprisingly good job of the character interactions. Mm-hmm. Like, and a lot of that by goes, the time, but a lot of the that time goes they're all the teaming up at the end. I yeah, God damn it, sorry. <laughs> I just wanted to say real quick, a lot of that is thanks to the effects team, because, like, there's so much emotion in the expressions of these CGI characters. There really is. There really is. And there are moments, you kind of hinted on it earlier, when it feels like a different movie, especially at the wedding when there's no CGI characters on screen. Yeah. There are kind of moments when, because their designs are so incongruous with reality, that it's kind of jarring, but... Because the animation is uh, so much better this time around. And it wasn't terrible in the first movie, but you can tell that it was a a bit of a rush job because of the redesign. Right. The heart put into the performances by the actors and and the animation like really helps get you over that kind of like this bright blue thing with with these people (laughs) like doesn't look like it belongs here at all. Like it does a good enough job of masking over that obvious kind of like this shouldn't exist where this is existing at the same time. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, What was I going to say before? Oh, about how well they all work together. Sonic, Knuckles and Tails. Um, I was kind of worried that like because the movie like just goes so fast and it has so many tangents that like the inevitable teaming up would feel kind of perfunctory, but it really doesn't like they kind of like get it out of the way fast for the finale, but like it, 
it, it works enough and the character building had been good enough up to that point where like by the time they all start to cooperate you're like yeah like the sonic team let's go like and it helps that they actually like refer back to earlier interactions like there's a point where tails is like you're not still mad that i hit you with that car are you knuckles and knuckles is like yeah i was completely uninjured and you'll never expect when i get my revenge yeah, <laughs> like you can tell that he's still being sort of gruff and standoffish even though they're working together now like it's not an immediate like oh we're best pals it's like yeah, he's still kind of a standoffish jerk, but, you know, he's learning to open up to you guys. And I kind of love how wholesome to a fault the freaking Wachowskis are. Yes. Like, they're, like, inhumanly decent people. They're so good. And, like, a, a, a cynic could be like, oh, these, these are too corny, it's too one-dimensional, it's, it's too... But, like, no, fuck that. Like, this is a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Like, let's have ridiculously wholesome characters, please. <laughs> and just how they're like, oh, I guess we'll adopt all of these... Otherworldly <laughs> animal things. All these yeah. alien vermin. We're just gonna take them into our home. <laughs> but isn't she a vet? She, she yes, so it tracks. So yeah. it really tracks. Yeah, she's a vet. He's a cop. The and one good cop in the world. <laughs> which is which is funny because Sonic is a cab in this movie <laughs> <laughs> the first joke that made me like oh yeah okay i'm gonna like this one <sighs> um i don't know if it was meant to be kind of like an anti-cop joke but it definitely felt like one when he's trying to stop the heist and um was it was the it the, was the, the hostage the, the, he was, it like, was the hostage like why like, didn't you call the cops and sonic says because that's not what heroes do <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if that was just like supposed to be showing how like irresponsible sonic was and it was unintentionally hit yeah, hard I think that's what it was or if but that that's was like how a it little came off. i don't know man fucking robotnik at the end of the movie makes a fucking trump reference <laughs> he says there I were just... good people on both oh, sides God, yeah I, oh geez <laughs> he's I like you did that. some things i did some things there's good there people on both sides <laughs> <laughs> like I honestly like when, when he said that I was like oh Jesus <laughs> like I kind of blocked it out yeah <laughs> uh, he quotes uh, Trump man, this what movie is fuck? goddamn wild now do, now do you understand why it broke me <laughs> yes Tyler Tyler this is Sonic this is the Sonic experience I'm so glad you're getting it <laughs> I'm, I'm, sl- I'm slowly getting there when we got home I was like because I love Knuckles so much I'm like mm-hmm. I'll read a Knuckles comic and then, like, I <laughs> oh no, you read one of the Ken Penders Knuckles comics. I open one up, and then I, of course, I see because you told us about Ken Penders is written by Ken Penders. Oh, oh shit! Boy. And then, like, I'm like, okay, like, try to get into it, try to read it. I read that first issue. And I'm like, this, I, I do not know what is going on. Yeah, I don't know anything. This is I this, can't. This is a tangent. Attention. But Archie Comics, especially the Ken Penders era, has lots of things to criticize. But one of the most frustrating is the fact that it's so impossible to pick up for newcomers. Like, it's so lore dense. It's like everything that's happening, you have to understand everything that happened before. There is no just jumping into the franchise. I'm like, damn it, I just want to casually enjoy this fucking franchise, and I can't crack open a comic book without being lost because I don't understand the Sonic one. Read the IDW comic. It's a great (laughs) jumping in point for new fans. I'm sorry. I know, but usually... Usually when there's a a spin-off title from a comic, you don't need all of that fucking baggage of of the mythology. We'll get but- to the we will get to the sins of Ken Penders in our IDW review. But like oh 
yeah. I just I just want I just want some I just want some knuckles in my life. Yeah. And like I t- like I told you before, it's like it's not so much that I'm a Pokemon fan. I'm a Bulbasaur fan. Right. And with Sonic, it's not so much I'm a Sonic the Hedgehog fan. I'm a Knuckles fan. So, like, <laughs> just give me easily digestible Knuckles content, please. I'll find you some good clips or something from some Ugh. Sonic X and some Sonic Boom and stuff. Don't fans hate Knuckles and Sonic Boom? They do because he they push him real hard into himbo. Um, mm. I think he's got funny parts. He's, like, definitely a different character, but I think he's got his funny moments. But yeah, he's a lot more of a himbo in that than he is in other media. Before I went off on that tangent, uh, oh, the just the nonchalant way the Wachowskis adopt these um, alien varmints. Um, I, I I like how they multiple times reference uh, Sonic as their boy, their son, their mm-hmm. child. <laughs> then when when him and Tails come through the portal at the wedding, <laughs> Rachel's just like, "Oh God, there are two of them." <laughs> let's let's talk about the wedding scene because we haven't touched on it and like it's a sort of side piece it's to the controversial film. scene of the film yeah i want to give it it's fair to do it's fun it's funny it's fun i like everything that happens there it just is a very jarring transition to something else um yeah they're yeah so the whole time um, they're in hawaii for you know maddie's sisters what is the actual character's name I think her name is Rachel. Pretty Rachel. Sure. Yeah, her wedding. She seems to be marrying a good guy and everything. Everything seems to be going fine until the actual ceremony happens. Tom gets a call from Sonic. Sonic at this point is like skiing down. He's snowboarding down a mountain trying to get away from Robotnik and Knuckles in a really fun snowboarding segment that's straight out of the games. It feels just like a game segment. Sonic calls him. He's like, I need you to get a ring and like, you know, get me out of here. And Tom is looking for the ring and he realizes, oh, shit. <laughs> I accidentally switched it with the wedding ring. It's on fucking like it's oh. the in the ceremony right now. So he has to interrupt the wedding. And Rachel, who has been trying to sort of bury the hatchet with him, is just like Tom Wachowski, If you do this, I'm gonna kick your ass. She's like, <laughs> uh, it's there's just so much fun interactions between these human characters. And even though it has nothing to do with the main plot and could have easily been cut out, it's just, it just adds in so much fun and charm to it. Yeah. Like that's the weird thing. Cause when I was reading some reviews, people were like loved it. It's so great. Like it's the Sonic movie I've always wanted, but there's just like 10 minute segment where like they're, the characters are like all off screen. And then the wedding scene is just like, if they could take that out. So like, I'm sitting there waiting for this wedding scene to hit. And then I think it's the part with Tom when he's on the phone with Sonic. I'm like, what are they talking about? Like, Sonic's here. He's just not in the actual location. But, like, once they come through the portal, it's revealed that um, it's this whole thing was a sting by gun. Yes. Which kind of makes the wedding scene not completely superfluous. because no, like, it, it adds, it sets, sets up, up the world building. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, after they get captured, like, then it becomes just, like, the side quest of the humans for a good Yeah, it becomes a little, a little brief spa thriller where, like, Maddie and Rachel have to get Sonic and Tom out of, like, gun jail <laughs> using all and, the little gadgets that they found in Tails' backpack. And it is a, it is a little jarring pacing-wise. Yeah. But, like... Honestly, like maybe because like I'm not the biggest fan, I didn't I didn't miss the characters being off screen for too long because there was there's some some of the best gags in the whole movie happened during this this part. I wasn't really like missing uh, Sonic and Tails and Knuckles is, off screen too what much. What is Rachel's actress's name? I'm blanking on it. Uh, I 
Usually when we do these, I have an IMDb pulled up, but I didn't do it now. Let me look that um, up real quick because she is a fucking Yeah, she kind of steals the show. She, she is, is a delight. hilarious. <clears throat> and I kind of have a low-key crush on um, Mrs. Wachowski. You should. Oh, Chica Sumter's so... amazing. She's, uh, uh, she's a looker. Just uh, how uh, <laughs> we established how um, <laughs> Tom Wachowski's a looker. And then in the last review, um, we didn't establish that his wife is a looker. Natasha Rothwell is Rachel. Yes, props to Natasha Rothwell. Like, props for the filmmakers for, like, giving these smaller characters who they probably might have known the hardcore fans don't care about or want to see, but props to them for giving them, like, more stuff to do. She's got so many good lines. Like, when she finds out that the whole wedding's fake and everyone's a gun agent, she's like, you're a gun agent? My husband? uh, My groom is a gun agent? Is the woman who waxed my... Mm-hmm. A gun agent? <laughs> and then she looks at her daughter and she's like, daughter. is JoJo a gun agent? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also the way that, like, the priest opened his, like, Bible. And it's a gun. That was a great Extremely good, yeah. Oh. Like, this is a genuinely good comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very funny. When she's, like, crazy and, like, driving the, the golf cart. <laughs> And like Hearts Barracuda is playing, yeah. and like she pulls the e brake and like steps out of it. She like, steps out of it, all it goes and explodes. <laughs> it's such yeah. a good shot. It's so funny. Yeah. And like, do golf carts have e brakes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I they guess do. they must. But like, she they pulls do. like an e brake that would like that looks like it's in a fucking truck. And I'm just like. This, this is like the the dozenth time the dozenth time in this movie that I'm like this is absurd. It is, absurd, yeah. <laughs> and it's, I'm loving every minute of it. It's amazing. I was I was very about the wedding scene because for lots of reasons it takes place in Hawaii. Having just visited there, I was like, yes, give it to me, give it back to my eyeballs. I, I want to look at it. Let me peek into your world. Um, and I was about that. I was about James Marsden wearing skimpier clothes. Mm-hmm. I was it wasn't about, yeah, shorts, I mean, and, and she was having his wife as the sun hat. Like, ugh, everything, everything was great. Power couple. Um, mm-hmm. um, I like seeing people in fancy dresses. We had off-the-shoulder dresses. It was great. So, I mean, that in and of itself was good. But, like, and, and I really enjoyed, like, oh, okay. So, like, you know, she's got a fiancé. Let's see where this goes. <sighs> One of my favorite parts of the movie was probably when – his cell phone was going off during a ceremony and like that's really fun but then sonic's like i need you to throw the ring and he does and it's the wrong ring and like the realization he's gonna have to go up there and be like i need to take this ring from you right now like it was one of those things where i'm just like i i will like i'm so ready to see what happens but i half like want to look away because oh my god definitely so bad secondhand embarrassment yeah exactly yeah you're just like oh jesus like something is gonna be good and so just the absolute delight of him just trying to go up there politely and then escalating into him punching out the groom (laughs) was so fun so like i mean i agree when the portal opens and we have like literal cartoon characters coming through it's kind of like a weird visual shift for the eyes but it wasn't bad i was so glad it was there i actively enjoyed so much like every time that we were we were watching everything happen there especially when things came to a head it was great and let me say this scene with maddie and rachel saving the day there 
I need more female characters doing cool shit in these movies, because unfortunately they haven't added any of the female Sonic cast yet. Oh, uh, yeah. I like... <laughs> That's yeah, I, Cause I, I forgot the, that there's a whole complete um, cast of uh, female characters. There's lots the of female too. Sonic characters. I want Amy Rose. I kind of want Rouge the Bat just to see how <laughs> fucking wild we can get with this franchise. Who's, uh, who's that like naked cowboy boot wearing thing I, I, I've i seen pictures of? You're talking about Bunny Rabbit? It's a rabbit looking one? No, I think she's in one of the cartoons. What is, is she, she like a chipmunk? She's got oh, a big head. Oh, Sally Acorn. Yeah, Sally. you'll ne- you'll never see Sally Acorn, unfortunately. That was part of the whole Archie Comics purge. Mm. Sad mm. because she's beloved in the fandom. Um, a whole other topic, but yeah, there's there's <laughs> many many female Sonic characters that I want to see in these films, and I I get it. We can't add all of the Sonic characters immediately. I'm glad that we were focused on the big three: Sonic, Knuckles, Tails. Like the big three were here, but like. It's time because Maddie was sort of shoved to the side in the first movie for, you know, Sonic and Tom's road trip buddy adventure that they did. And it's like, okay, yeah, I get it. We're focused on these two. But now, like, we get a brief moment with Maddie and Rachel, and I'm glad we got it here because it's just like, these movies are kind of a sausage fest. (laughs) It's weird. (laughs) It's weird to say that about a Sonic film, but it's just like, it's all dudes. It's just all dudes. And it's like, get us some, get us some female characters in here. Give me, please Sonic three. Give me Amy Rose. At least she will be such a fun addition that I just want added in. I, I I bet my bottom dollar that that she will be introduced in the third one, because for one, it's an easy point of conflict because fail fails. <laughs> fails <laughs> because Tails is a Sonic fanboy, and so is Amy. Yeah, because the only thing I know about her is that she has like a unrequited one way big big one sided Sonic love yeah. thing for Sonic. So mm-hmm. we've seen that coming. I mean, she's pink and he's blue. Yeah. <laughs> My eyes are going to hurt watching the third one with all of these bright <laughs> CGI <laughs> just slapping into each other. <laughs> yes. Amy also oh fights God. with Amy also fights with a hammer, which would be really cool to see. She's got like this big, big oversized like Harley Quinn style hammer that I think would be a lot of Mr. fun for S. action. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they should Margot Robbie should voice her. She should call Sonic Mr. S. <laughs> Mr. The Hedgehog. Um, what did I want to... Oh, um, how utterly, utterly charmed and heartwarmed I was at that little epilogue uh, baseball game. Oh, mm-hmm. it was so such sweet. Such a cute fucking scene. It was just, such a perfect little ending for them. <laughs> just how how Knuckles just did not understand baseball. And just how, like, I wish I could remember what he was saying because he, it's so he, funny. He's holding he the saying- bat, like, in the middle, yeah. and he's looking at it, and he's like, if I end my journey where I began, then why am I running at all? Yeah. 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 It's like, what is the point of hitting the enemy ball or something like that? <laughs> why am I angry at it? Yeah. And then he gets a home run and he's like, he jumps into like the, the bed of Tom's truck and he's like, ah, my victory chariot. <laughs> and then they tell him that there's ice cream comes or sprinkles and like he yells across the field like, Sonic, they have, they've told me they have sprinkles. <laughs> It's so cute. It's so cute like, to see. I'm like, I will just, I'll just take a movie of this, of just them like hanging around and being cute for mm-hmm. 90 minutes. There's also going to be 
I'm certain in Sonic 3, there's going to be a very cute scene where we see like their new accommodations in the house because Tails is going to need himself a little workshop to make all of his gadgets and gizmos. Knuckles is probably going to want some kind of training ground or something on the property. There's going to be a fun little house scene where we get to see all of them just living their domestic life. Yeah, I'm here for it. It's so I'm cute. This movie is a lot of good things. It's cute. It's mm-hmm. charming. It's funny. It's fun. It's cool. It's just everything I fucking wanted in Sonic. Which which I can't believe in the year of our Lord 2022. <laughs> That Sonic fans are over the moon that Hollywood did it right. They did it right. They got the weird, absurd, fun Sonic movie. Yeah. Like, just you guys got the W. Like, fuck you. You got the W. We're going to rub it in those Mario fans' faces when their movie sucks (laughs) ass. No, I'm a Mario fan too. I want to. I want Mario movie to be good. I don't have high hopes. Fucking Chris Pratt Mario is so hard to root for. God damn it! Why? Yeah, the internet. The, the internet has turned on Chris Pratt, which I, I, makes me sad because he's kind of been typecast, but he's still an enjoyable. He's a, he's a good actor. He's funny. He's fun. He's not fucking Mario. He's he's, he's not Mario. No. Charlie like, Day and I know is Luigi. Mean, like, I'm kind of behind now. Charlie Day is Luigi. Got me. Yeah. I, that nervous, frantic energy I can see working for Luigi. Oh, it's just gonna be uh, Jack Black. And although, Bowser will be good. And although everybody kind of meme like Danny DeVito is Mario, like obvious, but I'm like, yeah, like that's like it's sort of like an obvious sort of like internet meme kind of choice. But like that would be amazing, like legitimately amazing. He's short people, no, not because he's short, because he's got that like fun gruff kind of voice that, that sort would of make for a really fun, hurt, yeah. a really fun Mario. Uh, we'll see because that comes out at the end of this year right well yeah I think so in December if I'm remembering right we'll see I'd, I mean because I've always wanted like an animated Mario movie that just kind of like told like a linear adventure story so hopefully they don't fuck that up so I don't know <clears throat> we'll find out we will we will if I get a Jack Black Bowser metal song I'll that'll be enough for me <laughs> <laughs> That'd be enough for me. Give me a musical number with Jack Black Bowser. That'll be cool. Uh, All right. Well, what next? Uh, I'm kind of drawing up like, let's talk about the big setup for Sonic 3. Oh. That mid credit tease. Yeah. So yes. we find out while they're searching through the rubble of Robotnik's destroyed robot, which, by the way... They pretty much say that Sonic killed Robotnik. <laughs> and yeah. If if Jim Carrey doesn't come back for three, I think that Stone will replace him as the big human villain. But like, yeah, Sonic may have straight up killed Robotnik while he was Super Sonic. But uh, the gun is searching through it and they recognize that, oh, we found some files that Robotnik was researching something from 50 years ago. Project Shadow. And then we get to see Shadow the Hedgehog in like a government container coming out of like this mist and then you just see his eyes open and flash red and god damn it we get Shadow the fucking Hedgehog <laughs> in Sonic 3 I never thought it would happen I never thought Shadow the Hedgehog would be in a big budget Hollywood film fuck yeah are you kidding me oh and, and my disassociation at this point was complete <laughs> Because one of the first things that you showed us 
<laughs> just with in the world of Sonic was cutscenes from the Shadow of the Hedgehog game I where he's the, just wielding a fucking nine millimeter. Yeah, the opening <laughs> cinematic with that like I am all of me. And then he's like using a fucking Barrett and he's just driving on motorcycles and shooting down cops. And then there's a scene of him standing over Sonic. That's the kind of character they're putting in a fucking Hollywood blockbuster. That was my first exposure as an adult to what the world of Sonic was like in the modern day. <laughs> and the fact that that character, what I saw in that cutscene, oh. is going to be in the third. I'm just like, my God, they're just going for it. <laughs> they're just going for it. I, and they're not looking back. I can't believe <clears throat> that Shadow the Hedgehog is going to be in a big budget Hollywood block. This, My heart is so full. It's everything I could have ever wanted as a fan of this franchise. Like, I don't hear, like, comic book fans this excited about, like, oh my god, Thanos is going to be the villain in the Avengers. I haven't, <laughs> Tyler, I haven't been this excited for a franchise since the first Avengers dropped. <laughs> I know, and it's mm-hmm. hilarious. It's it's amazing. <laughs> like like you're as excited and like I've seen Sonic fans on the internet as it's like this is like if if they like made Gremlins three for me. I know. And like it was everything I've wanted. Like this is how like ecstatic people are for this. I know. Um. Any final thoughts on Sonic two? It's just it's a it's a weird wild movie. It's got some genuine storytelling problems, but. It's it's so wacky and entertaining and it has real moments of heart that like you just kind of have to go with the flow <laughs> and enjoy it because it's a uh, it's its own beast. And um, the Sonic franchise is here to stay. So strap in. Yeah, despite being like really ludicrous at some times, it also really manages to have like that kind of wholesome feel of the first one, like parts like at the end where we've clearly demonstrated with multiple examples that Sonic does not like water. Uh, doesn't do well in water and he still goes down to help knuckles and they have a little moment and they nod and they count down together and like helps him get out from where he's trapped like it it still manages to work it has heart as well as just being off the walls fucking weird oh it's it's everything i wanted in a sonic film it's it takes that perfect blend of sincere genuine emotion mm-hmm. with the absolute bonkers absurdity (laughs) that's all throughout the sonic franchise from the games to the comics the cartoons just it's just that mishmash of we're taking this so seriously and so silly at the same time and my god it somehow works it's everything i wanted to see in a sonic movie like uh, narrative problems be damned it's this is my perfect Sonic film, and I can only pray that Sonic 3 lives up to a hop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they haven't, like, have they announced the release date yet? Or I don't think so. They've announced that Sonic 3 is in the works, as well as the Knuckles spinoff series, which who knows what they're doing with that. They may do, like, a precursor to this to show what he was doing before he, you know, met up with Sonic. They may do, like, a... I kind of want a domestic slice of life thing where it's just Knuckles trying to figure out life on Earth. I think that would be hilarious. That's what I would want, but it'll probably be a prequel. Probably. It'll probably be a prequel, knowing Um, how modern franchises work with that kind of stuff. Right. But, yeah, I don't know when, but Sonic 3 is the the shining light in the future that I'm striving towards. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I gotta live to see Sonic 3. Understandable. Before we move into like review, review or any other segments, I want to throw down just on record my predictions for Sonic 3. What I think the third movie will be because you guys can vouch for this. I gave you all my predictions for Sonic 2 and I was probably about 95% correct. Yeah, he was, which is shocking because every time like people predict what a story is going to be for an anticipated sequel. They're usually dead ass wrong. So props to you for calling it. Like I knew there was going to be a couple big fights between Sonic and Knuckles and that it would end up like Robotnik was going to betray him and then Knuckles would team up with the group. I knew they were going to fight the Death Egg robot. I thought I, I said that perhaps if they go all out, they'd do the actual Death Egg itself. But I said that it was probably unlikely because if they do go that ludicrous they're gonna probably save it for like the space colony arc which oh fucking fingers crossed for third movie but like i called a lot of shit in this movie and i still loved every fucking second of it because no, even though before I knew the it was trailer coming, happened before the trailer dropped you should add <laughs> yes because you can piece that together from watching the trailer but this is before the trailer dropped. yeah so. before the trailer dropped i called a lot of shit um did not call shadow i thought that they were going to tease metal sonic and amy for Sonic 3. I did not I I could not have imagined that they would have the <laughs> balls to put Shadow the Hedgehog in a major motion picture. But fuck yeah, fuck yeah, I'm all on board. So predictions for Sonic 3. I'm going to start with some of the characters I think are coming in. I really want Amy. I really am hoping that they'll put Amy in because god damn it, like I said, we need more female rep, more badass female characters doing stuff. Her hammer would make for some great fun and action. Like Tyler mentioned, she's a little too close to the movie version of Tails here where she would be like a fangirl, but that might kind of make for a fun dynamic between her and Tails, maybe being a little, you know, competitive for Sonic's attention. I just, I really want her. Rouge the Bat, who is <laughs> a major character in Sonic Adventure 2, which is the <laughs> debut game for Shadow. I don't see them having Rouge in Sonic 3. As bonkers as this franchise is getting, I just, I cannot imagine them putting what is essentially a dominatrix with a bat face on the big screen. With with huge tits. With huge fucking titties and a heart-shaped like chest piece. <laughs> if she's in it, she's gonna have a serious, serious redesign to mm-hmm. almost the point of being completely unrecognizable. Part there are other characters that they'd want to do first. Like, what? What's that? What's that like? A team with like that crocodile or whatever? Oh, Team Chaotix. Yeah. Oh, that would be. I hadn't even considered. I I doubt they'll put Chaotix in because they were kind of they were kind of a sleeper group for a while. Like, they there was a game with them called Knuckles Chaotix, where Knuckles and all those characters showed up for the first time. Then they appeared on and off in the comics, and then they didn't return until, like, Sonic Heroes in 2006. I don't see the Chaotix being in this. Unless they're um, in the Knuckles spinoff. If they're in the Knuckles spinoff, that would be really fucking cool. I would love to see Knuckles Chaotix play out in the spinoff series. That'd be fun. But I don't see them being in Sonic 3. I think they're going to focus on Shadow, of course. And I think if they add in Amy... Two, possibly three new characters at most is what they're going to do. At most, they'll have Amy and Rouge, but I'm thinking they'll just add Amy. Well, how much of a prominent character is Rouge, though? Like Rouge is very prominent in the games. Her role in Sonic Adventure 2, which again is the one Shadow comes from, 
you could probably do that story without her and it wouldn't be too detrimental because she's really sort of a jewel thief slash spy character who's sort of playing both sides and you're not really sure where she stands. Um, she's really just in it to sort of like throw some chaos to the mix and you can do the story without her. And I think pitching Rouge to a bunch of Hollywood execs is going to be too hard for them to pull off. I think they'll basically be like, write this story without Rouge. Because I'm almost certain what they're going to try and do here is adapt the story of Sonic Adventure 2. Because A, it's like the biggest 3D Sonic game. One of the most influential games in the franchise. B, it's the introduction of Shadow. And C, it's just like, it's so off the walls bonkers that there's so much they can do with it. Time will tell. My guess is Jim Carrey is out. I do not think Robotnik is coming back. Um, I think Stone is going to take over as the major human villain here. I think he's going to unleash Shadow to get revenge on Sonic. Shadow will agree in return for the Chaos Emeralds. I think Shadow's going to want to destroy at least the organization Gun, maybe the Earth as a whole, and that will be for reasons connected to the games, which is Maria's death. I'm spoiling a lot of stuff for Sonic Adventure 2 if anybody hasn't played it yet. You guys haven't played it yet. We'll play it. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be Shadow versus Team Sonic. And I think because Shadow has abilities like Chaos Control, which basically lets him manipulate time and space, he'll be enough of a threat to take on all three of them at once. But if they really want to up the ante... And make this like the wildest Sonic movie to ever exist. They will have Stone make Metal Sonic to go alongside Shadow. So it would be like Shadow and Metal Sonic versus Sonic Knuckles Tales. Which would just be absolutely mind-blowingly amazing. I would die if I got to see Metal Sonic and Shadow in the same movie teaming up against them. What I think the plot will be is that, like, they're going to attack Sonic and the team early on. They're going to try and get their hands on the Master Emerald. The team will, like, break the Master Emerald like they did at the end of this one into the various different Chaos Emeralds. They'll probably use rings to scatter them across the world. It'll become another MacGuffin quest where everybody's trying to get all the Chaos Emeralds first. And I think the big finale will probably be uh, Sonic and Shadow fighting in their super forms as Stone unleashes some kind of mega weapon, possibly the Space Colony Arc, which is basically another Death Star ripoff, like a space station with a big laser on it. Shadow will have a change of heart for some reason. Maybe he'll come across video footage of Maria telling him like she wants him to do the best he can for the people of Earth. And Super Sonic and Super Shadow will have to face off against Stone and whatever his super weapon is, whether that's Metal Sonic in some form or if they actually go all out and do like the ultimate life form prototype, which is this big, weird lizard looking thing. I think like it's going to end up with Sonic and Shadow in super form having a brief scuffle before they team up against the real big bad, which is going to be Stone. And I think Shadow's going to die at the end because <laughs> he dies at the end of Sonic Adventure 2, oh, dies 
temporarily. He comes back later, but like, I think they're going to kill Shadow. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> yes to all of that, because I have nothing to add, because that was all just... Yeah, my, I know that was all gibberish to you all, <laughs> but I, I, wanted it for, I wanted it for posterity. These are my predictions for what I think Sonic 3 will be, and I just want us to look back on this in four to five years when this... Co- Maybe two years. They pumped this one out fast. Yeah, it's not gonna... It's not, it's not gonna... I guarantee it's not gonna be four or five years before Sonic 3. I hope it's... I mean, because they made this during the pandemic, so if they made this during the pandemic, then they're gonna rush the third one into production this is as Paramount's, much as fast as they can. This is their... This is Paramount's big money bag right now. This is yeah, what they're this going This is their for. MCU right now. <laughs> <laughs> they're building it. So... Yeah, for posterity's sake, those are my predictions for Sonic 3. Time will tell. So, review review. Um, This is as of yesterday, which was when this is recorded. That was uh, April 10th. 67% critic score, 97% audience on Rotten Tomatoes. Not surprising. The critics are still being very harsh on Sonic while the audiences are fucking eating it up. Because of that, I, I, pulled- mean, I mean, this kind of movie is critic proof, you know, like yeah. uh, in, in what reality would like a Sonic movie have like a, a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, you know? Yeah, it's the most poignant movie ever made. <laughs> <laughs> so I pulled some more actual like critic reviews, not just audience reviews. First one's from Thomas Floyd from the Washington Post. Review is titled Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Speed Demon sequel is, of all things, slow. Uh, This is an excerpt from that. The streamlined first movie worked partially because it was an improv comedy showcase masquerading as a family-friendly blockbuster. This time around, the inherently amiable Ben Schwartz again voices Sonic with uplifting optimism and a slyly subversive streak. Returning as the mad scientist Dr. Robotnik, now sporting an aggressively mustachioed, more video game actor accurate look, Jim Carrey remains in gleefully unhinged formed. Yet their charms are less potent when tangled up by the overwrought plot, courtesy of screenwriters Pat Casey, John Miller, and John Whittington. A lore-heavy, globe-trotting adventure complete with a baffling Siberian dance battle ensues. But you just need to know it's standard issue. Stop the bad guys before they destroy the world stuff. So basically, Thomas Floyd here is saying... The fun stuff from the first movie is weighed down by the overcomplicated plot here. I could, it's kind of hard to really take issue because, like, I could totally see where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. But except I wouldn't call this movie overcomplicated. If anything, it's too simple. The only thing that bogs it down are kind of like the craziest sides it takes, like the dance battle and then the long wedding excursion. But like, like I just said, like some movies are critic proof. Like some things are like too niche to have sort of mass appeal for like the professionals, you know, like this, these movies are the only types of movies that are going to work for the fans and the fans only like, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So like if, if you take your, your fandom out of it, yeah. Like the, the plot is generic. It's, it's the basic MacGuffin quest of magic thing. Do, do a bad thing or do a cool thing. And the character arcs are all stuff we've seen a million times too. But like we always say it's, it's the execution that matters, not the actual story. It's the execution of the story, the crazy sonicness of it all. Plus the genuinely good comedy of it all makes it work. Erica, you have any thoughts? Just, I had a couple reviews. Oh, sweet. I don't know why, what it was in that, but for some reason I just remembered, we really didn't even talk about the like robot at the end that, like Robotnik builds. It's fucking awesome. It's a game accurate, bunch of weird, crazy, like rockets and missiles and stuff that it has fun as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Cool robot. I like cool, big robot. Cool, ro- big robot. Thomas Floyd. Uh, it's a Sonic movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that It's like, 
not what you were expecting or wanting, but yeah, it's chaotic mess, and that's kind of the point. Uh, Erica, give us one of yours. Um, so we were talking about Letterboxd, like mm-hmm. the three of us as a group, and so I was looking at some of the five star reviews that are like one line, yeah, of of Sonic the Hedgehog to share. So I had like seven of them that I really liked, okay, because these are all one line. Um, one of them was insert picture of Sonic the Hedgehog slapping Morbius in the face. <laughs> oh, the, oh, the movie! I'm like, Morbi- movie. like what? What are you talking yeah. about, Morbius? <laughs> the movie. <laughs> Suck it, Morbius. Uh, and these are all five stars. Favorite part was when Sonic performed Uptown Funk and that guy dropped dead. <laughs> Idris Elba said crotch three times. <laughs> Groin. Cause of death. Groin. Groin. Yes. Yep. Uh, cause of death. Uptown Funk. <laughs> Uh, the Earth is my turf, G, an actual line Eggman says to Knuckles in this film. The, the full uh, quote, because I found it on YouTube, is Earth is my turf, G. If you don't know how to floss, you'll be lost without me. And he's fucking flossing. Yeah. fucking I love it. Oh. Um, someone else said, Robert Pattinson, please voice Shadow the Hedgehog. I'm oh fucking God. begging you. <laughs> oh. I'm fucking begging you. Please voice him. I'll do anything oh. for you to voice the silly, edgy hedgehog in your British accent, please. <laughs> My God, I didn't even consider the voice casting. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Robert Pattinson is Shadow. <laughs> Coming off of his edgy Batman. Oh, God, you know. yes. Uh, why the fuck not? <laughs> And then my last one was someone said, when Agent Stone said, I never stopped steaming your Austrian goat milk, I shed a single tear and whispered cinema. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you know what? You. Bring the that together. blows out all of my review review out of water. I'm not going to even bother with the rest of them. <laughs> Yeah, screw those real stuffy professional critics. They don't. Yeah, these people. When have get critics it. ever been? You know, <laughs> when have they ever been in touch? They're not in touch with the people and their wants. Fuck them. Nope. <laughs> oh my god, that was beautiful. Thank you, Erica, for taking over review review for of this. Of course. <laughs> I don't have any more recommendations. I went off on a wild tangent for our Sonic movie review. Don't need recommendations. The, the the pod, the review is a recommendation enough. Yeah. Let's rate the damn thing and be done with it. What do you guys give Sonic to? I give Sonic the Hedgehog part deal. Four fish out of water knuckles out of five. Erica? Ooh, that's a tough question. I guess I give it four. No, we five. We decided five fingers is how many they have. Because Isaac and I had a whole debate of, oh, God, does he actually have four fingers and not five fingers? I brought the question up. Yeah, five gloved fingers way, way up. (laughs) I'm going to say seven out of seven Chaos Emeralds. Perfect Sonic film. Yeah. All right. Exactly what I wanted. Oh, man, I think that's going to do it for us. Um, If you've enjoyed this episode, drop a like or a comment and share us with your friends. We've got an Instagram and a Twitter you can follow for updates. It's at Tongue and Geek for both. That's Tongue and Geek, all one word. Uh, I can't believe we got that handle, by the way. That's crazy that nobody else has thought of Tongue and Geek. Uh, I didn't think our Um, name was that creative. There there is another Tongue Geek on Twitter. What? Are they they spelled the same? Do they have our same hand? How are they not... Tongue in geek. Are they got underscores or some bullshit? I think they have underscores or hyphens. Well, fuck them then. They're stupid. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, I didn't click on them. I don't know their following, if they have anything significant, but we're better. Follow so them, follow tweet us. fuck you, and then unfollow them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening to Tongue in Geek. And remember, don't throw your baby in the trash. <laughs>